Hello, and welcome to episode 001 of, well, that's interesting. Um, I mean, that's optimistic. (laughs) 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 001 is assuming we'll get into triple digits, but I just thought it would be really great to start. I I respect your ambition. (laughs) That's awesome. As 001. Uh, well, that's interesting. A an amazing podcast for people who like to laugh. This is a podcast. I'm your host Jill Chacha, and I'm with the amazing comedian, writer, fashion icon, oh. Marissa <laughs> Riley. Oh my God! Thank you, thank you. It's me, <laughs> Marissa. So many of you have heard of me, like two of you have heard of me. It's great. Um, Thank you. It's so good to be here. Uh, Jill, you are, you're the ultimate fashion icon. I am wearing boxer briefs at this moment and you're wearing Daisy Dukes as far as you told me. Yes. Um, Yes. We have established that I'm wearing Daisy Dukes at 30. Am (laughs) Am I questioning it? know what I, I look fine they look so. fantastic thank you as, as far as i'm concerned um so you have no idea what the fuck we're going to talk about today do you no no I... it's really wonderful um we're going to talk about oh if if anyone doesn't know this is a comedy science podcast that talks about very weird things that might be very uncomfortable and there's comedy involved so i'm into it and there's going to be a lot of cussing. Yes. Also, I would like to note that uh, I went to public school in Texas, so all of this is brand new to me. I'm a comedian. I mostly do jokes about being gay and uh, haunted houses. So Right. So I'm pumped. So this is your first educational experience. Yes. <laughs> That's good. Fantastic. <laughs> I... Um... All right. Well, today's first lesson in your educational experience is going to be what happens when the window in your airplane pops out. Oh, no. Yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> that's going to be our first uh, lesson. But we live in a post-COVID world. I, I was just wondering what your favorite thing about flying was before all this shit hit the fan. Okay, so um, when I was younger, I really liked the smell of planes. That's very masochistic to say. Um, I love the smell of airports. I thought it smelled special. Um, But as an adult, I have um, a really bad car sickness on planes. (laughs) You have car sickness on planes? car sickness on planes. That makes sense. My body doesn't get it. Um, so now I get to take the, this like really fun drug that keeps me from getting drugs are great. I am so pro drug. It's so fun. And it makes me really high and like confused and walking is like hard, but in a fun way. And it's a patch. So that feels special. Yes. Where do you um, put the patch? I put the patch on my neck, which is kind of sexy. That is sexy. And um, and then, yeah, and then I'm just high for like 24 hours. And <laughs> somehow I managed to get to a place with 
like a whole bag and everything. And uh, that's my favorite part. Did I answer the question? Probably. You answered it multiple times over. Um, <laughs> am I on patches now? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, thrilled I know you and love you as a person that you have patches. And I don't love you for your patches. I love you for who you are. Yeah. Um, uh, my favorite thing about flying is uh, I love... I am a weirdo. I love, like, just like you, I fucking love airports. Mm-hmm. I just love getting to an airport. I love ordering a very expensive, overpriced, shitty white wine. Oh, yeah. It's like $18 for a glass of wine. I've got 15 minutes until the doors close, and I'm drinking this wine. And it's $18, and it's 3%, uh, 13% at least, 13% alcohol. Oh, yeah. And I'm getting fucking hammered for yes. this flight. It's the best thing in the world. I love it so much, and I miss that. And uh, it's getting hammered, uh, or at least tipsy, helps when you have to deal with the shit that I'm going to tell you after this. Oh, God. It's, this is, I love that we both like getting fucked up on planes. That is just... Fucked up on a plane is... I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that is just the... Uh, just just an American tradition. Yeah, I think that's the point of traveling. It's like voting, getting fucked up on a plane. Yeah. It's American. Agreed. Yeah. Um, God. Okay. What's your favorite seat on a plane? Oh, okay. So I also have anxiety, so I like the aisle <laughs> seat. <laughs> um, diagnosed in 2019. Thank you so much. Um, I uh, No, I have boring old anxiety. Uh, and I like to sit in the aisle seat because um, I can get up and run. And uh, I see? love that. That's smart. <laughs> That's really, really smart. But where am I running to? Like, we're in the air. Believe it or not. <laughs> That's really fucking smart because I am, again, spending way too much on house wine. I am a window seat person. I barely buckle my fucking self in. I don't wear I don't wear the fucking seatbelt. I don't listen to the warnings. I don't know where my exit seat is. I love looking out the window and I just stare at the fucking monitor. You know, the, there's like a monitor in front of you. Yeah. In like it's like injected into the seat in front of you. It's like you have to look at a monitor. I'm like, all right. So I look at the map and I'm like, just like drooling over the map. I look like God. I, God only knows what I look like. The people next to me, where I'm just like staring at the map, just not blinking, and then looking. I'm the only person with the window up, looking over the, over this fucking country. How beautiful and horrible it is. So that's what I do, and I, I probably terrify everyone around me. But but it's fascinating. It's it better than the rest of us who are watching, like, Everyone Loves Raymond from, like, 2008. So Yeah. Or I can't tell you how many films I never wanted to see, but I saw them because I was on a plane because the, the monitor adjacent to me was playing it. Oh, yeah. I've, I've seen... I've seen Marriage Story at oh. least. Yeah. I've seen it three oh. times and I never even wanted to see it once. Oh, no. Because everybody on the plane is watching a marriage story. 
No. I was traveling a lot when this movie about magicians came out. times I think a Franco brother was in it and I was just like Magicians. I don't want to watch this magician movie again it you can tell it was made for like 14 year olds magician story wow I don't know what it was called because I'm cool but you know <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell um that sounds terrible well hopefully we can uh work some fucking magic out of a horrible situation, which is when you're partially sucked out of a plane because your window pops out. Let's talk about it. You ready? I think so. That's me clapping. <laughs> Hopefully I didn't blow out the one microphone we have. Okay, so I'm gonna tell a story. I think that's a good way to start horror is with a story, a true story of, uh, a woman named Jennifer dying. Um, yes. Her name is Jennifer Riordan, and I apologize if I am not saying her name correctly. Uh, I don't. Jennifer. Think she's mad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No. Yeah, that is <laughs> fact. Um, Jennifer from New Mexico. Um, just gonna put it out there. Jennifer died from blunt force impact trauma to the head, neck, and torso, and that was labeled an accident. Um, but, uh, let's get to the reason why in a very, um, snappy article, uh, titled, <clears throat> Woman Partially Sucked Out of a Jet When Window Breaks Mid-Flight, uh, from NBC, <laughs> NBC 10 Philly, uh, updated in April 23rd, 2018. Okay, Jennifer. Okay. Talk about a shit sandwich. This poor woman, it's another reason to avoid Southwest Airlines. She was on Southwest Airlines. Oh, first mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Leaving LaGuardia. Oh, no. Oh, God. If you don't know, LaGuardia is a trash bin. <laughs> uh, going to Dallas. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. I'm, I, okay, well, I'm not a fan of Dallas. Their airport is okay. It, it's easy to get around. Yes. Why it smells it way, the way that it does is confusing to me. The easiest airport to get around, but the hardest to breathe in. It's, like, it's really uncomfortable. Um, okay. So Jennifer is on Southwest Airlines. It leaves LaGuardia perfectly fine and... About 20 minutes into the flight, they're cruising at 32,000 feet and the usual cruising altitude and at the usual cruising speed, which is about 500 miles per hour. Okay. And that's really bad, okay? okay. <laughs> 32,000 feet is the worst possible altitude. You could actually blow out your window. Okay. Um, but we'll talk about all these reasons why. Um, so a rare engine explosion led to her window bursting. She was a window lover like I was. She kept her window open, like the shade thing open like I do. Yeah. Um, so the engine is a CFM56. Sure, why not? We Fancy. all have those. Yeah. It exploded. Her window burst open. Um, fellow passengers 
There were 144 passengers on this flight, okay. five crew members. Uh, they pull her in as the plane depressurized and just started to descend thousands of feet per minute. Now, what happens um, when a plane experiences this sudden type of, I, I guess you call, random impact yeah. uh, is that what it wants to do is that it wants to depressurize and it wants to descend 3,000 feet per minute until it stabilizes at 10,000 feet. And that's very important. 10,000 feet. That's a very important number. 10,000 feet. Yes. And clinging to every number yeah. and concentrating so hard. Yeah. Okay, great. Yes. So I'm here. So imagine there's the usual announcement. The pilot is telling you where we've taken off, we've leveled off, we're in the direction of Dallas. And the pilot is telling you, Everything's completely fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Take your seatbelt off. It's completely okay. Yes. And that's when the engine exploded. Oh, that's so upsetting. That's not good. It's bad. Um, you know what is really good? What? Uh, that is our sponsor and the only wine on our table at this moment. Yes. It's... Uh, Underwood wine, rosé wine from Oregon. Yes, I would say it's the opposite of a broken engine. It's um, <laughs> yeah, it's delightful. It's um, not too sweet. Um, it's what I wish they served at airports. That's um, yeah. It's affordable. Mm-hmm. It's highly alcoholic, and it's you know, the old saying: you can't fly. A plane without alcohol. Yes, that thing. <laughs> I have that stitched on a pillow. Yeah, so. it's a needle point somewhere. It is a needle point somewhere. So drink Underwood wine from Oregon. Uh, we are drinking the rosé. It's delicious. Also, if you own Underwood wine, please sponsor us because we'll do you right. Or if you just want to sponsor us at all, just please, we'll... We'll do good things to your products and services. We will. We'll drink them, <laughs> eat them, Marissa's going to shotgun it. I'll shotgun it. I'll she, do it on camera. That's the I'll think about doing Patreon it situation. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> I'm big into a dry wine or a clean mezcal. And here we are. Or a hot Cheeto. I've been craving hot Cheetos. We can. All right, well. Episode two. Ooh. Okay. Where are we? Fellow passengers are witnessing this woman being sucked out of a window. It's a fucking horrifying. There's a loud bang. There's an explosion. There's glass. There's smoke. There's dried pretzels everywhere. There's ginger ale. It's a fucking horror show. Uh. It's a goddamn <laughs> fucking nightmare. No. The plane is starting to drop because that's autopilot. Even if the... Even if the... Really? Yes. Even if... The pilot is completely aware and completely sound of mind. Modern jetliners are designed, when there is a problem at 32,000 feet, will automatically descend and try to stabilize the cabin. Okay. Yeah, right? Not too bad. The worst of all is that there's a woman out a window up to her waist. Uh, In this particular story, Jennifer is exactly that. Somehow, Mm -hmm. um, she's 
been sucked out to the point to her waist. There's a dude named Eric Zilbert, and he's nearby, and he grabs her, pulls her in, and starts to perform CPR. Oh my God, she's still alive? Yes. <gasps> no. Uh-huh. No. Not only that, a nurse named Peggy Phillips and mm-hmm. Eric work on her for 20 minutes. Fuck yeah. While the plane is descending in this hellscape, while everyone is dealing with this situation, okay? The plane emergency lands in Philadelphia. They douse it in a fire-resistant foam, and believe it or not, everyone else in the fucking plane is completely okay. That's great. It's great fucking news. But what about Jennifer? Uh, uh, Jennifer died from blunt force trauma. So uh, we, were, we were going to talk about that uh, in a minute. Um, now, uh, let's talk about the fact that engine CFM56 is specifically designed not to send shards into the body of a plane, but here it is. It actually did. It's going to take about 12 to 15 months of an investigation to find out what happened. And being that this happened in 2018, and we're living in COVID times, the investigation is prolonged. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about, that is a very particular story. And I want to talk about, that's the sound of me looking at my notes. It's a very particular story where she's at the worst altitude and the worst possible things happen. So what, well, what happens if you're not at 32,000 feet. Okay. Okay. Lots of awesome science things happen. Okay. Okay. So, your airplane window popped out. Now the fuck what? Yeah, exactly. Okay. The answer depends on your altitude. Okay. So, say you're still under 20,000 feet. You would probably be okay for the first few minutes. Okay. Now... This sounds strange, but you could probably breathe for about a half an hour before you passed out. Really? Yeah. That's a long time. It is. That's pretty fucking amazing. And the pressure difference would be that you wouldn't get sucked out of the plane. Okay. Okay? But it would be really fucking cold because every thousand feet, you lose about three and a half degrees Fahrenheit. (gasps) That's some interesting math. So you'd be cold, you'd be stressed. Yeah. And your oxygen is not the best. So at yeah. 10,000 feet, it's approximately 23 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. At 12,000 feet, it's about 16 degrees Fahrenheit. And at 14,000 feet, it's about 9 degrees. So that's, that's too cold. That's all of those. Cold. To be honest, all of those were too cold. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't like it. No. So. Okay. And... This, I think you're going to find something that hits close to home. It's going to be very noisy. Oh, God. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's this beautiful cabin. Everything is, like, aerodynamic and very structurally sound. But even with one window that pops out, it's going to be very noisy. And it's going to sound like, um, I don't know, a wood instrument. I would call it a flute. Oh, <laughs> No. Full disclosure, I did play the flute for seven years, question mark. God damn. I didn't know it was seven years. Did I play it for seven? Anyways. (laughs) You're committed. Math for another 
another time. But yes, that is how you play the flute, is you blow air kind of like you would blow in a bottle. Right. But, so it's like yeah. air through very, if anyone who doesn't know what a flute is, what the fuck are you doing? What, what, what are you doing here? Exactly. Okay. Um, I highly recommend Googling right now bad flute playing, and you're going to come up with a shit ton of flute covers. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's really bad. People really love to cover music oh my with God. flute. Like, flute, like, like everything from the Titanic theme song oh to no. We Will... We will rock you. Really? Yes. And it's it's probably bad, right? Or is yeah, it good? It's I would say not one you want to listen to when you're hurtling through towards death. Fair. Which okay. is probably what's happening. Yeah. While these people were um going to Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's you know, their last meal was like a fucking cold turkey sandwich. Oh, and like the no. last song they hear is We Will We Will Rock You at 500 miles per hour descending uh, mm. automatically and very, very quickly. Oh, it's not a good situation. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so all in all, it's not that bad if you are below 35,000 feet. Okay. okay. So... What happens when a plane starts to descend after 35,000 feet is that the cabin is trying to pressurize to 7,000 feet because that's, I don't know, a really good altitude where you can breathe. It's really not good at 32,000 feet or 35,000 feet, for example. But this podcast would not be this podcast if that plane at 35,000 feet did not descend. And we want to talk about what would happen if you did not descend. I guess we should talk about our next sponsor. Oh, yes. Uh, Brillo. What a hell of an object to clean the only object on this table that cleans off lint yes. off your person. Yes, um, as New Yorkers, we wear a lot of black because we're sad. Yes. Um, and uh, we need uh, these really cute Brillo lint rollers. Um, they help a little bit. They will not solve all of your lint problems. But just enough to get you that job to barely pay the rent. Yes. Get Fantastic. You that assistant job, that waiting job, that... That those are the only jobs I can remember. <laughs> yeah, you know, the ones. The ones. The ones. Here we are. Not as bad as, or maybe just as bad <laughs> as being on a plane that doesn't pressurize when a window pops open. Let's talk about it. Okay, so your plane isn't descending. That sucks. Um... Yeah, uh, that that's not good. I'm trying it's to think of a reason news. why it wouldn't de- wouldn't wouldn't descend. It's probably because I don't know. You've got a personal fucking uh, airplane. You've got your own flight attendants. You've got your own. If you're rich, yeah. Which I wish this would happen more often, <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't. Okay. In this particular situation, if it doesn't pressure, start to descend and depressurize, what happens at 35,000 feet? 
Okay. So there's an instant, I guess you would call it an instant, I don't know a really good way to phrase this, but it would be like an instant suck. <laughs> All the air is getting sucked out of every orifice of your body. Seriously. That's Not kidding. Bummer. It is a bummer. And because the air in your body is very warm, it's about 97 degrees Fahrenheit, mm. and it's reaching atmospheric temperature of what you're in, it would all condense and come out as a fog. So oh my God. these people with Jennifer yes. had a harrowing situation where there was an explosion. Okay. Pretzels everywhere. Yes. So many. Body through a window. Yes. And an instant fog that they could not explain. And it was because of everyone's breath and their condensation. Whoa! How fucking confusing and horrible does that sound? And mysterious. Yes, not good. And just like, ugh, ew. Okay, so, just wanna do a little side pivot. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. You're smart, you're an aisle person. Okay. You're a buckle person. Y- yes. Okay? Yes. Now, the wind that's coming into our horrible situation of our plane, you should name it, SS. SS, uh, windy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so SS windy is actually perfect. (laughs) Because it's motherfucking windy. Uh, We've got hurricane speed wind. It's about like, it's about like 500 miles per hour at that altitude and at that speed. If the, if the rest of the plane is completely fine, we're hauling ass through space. It's just a fuck, <clears throat> fucking missile. Okay, so say you're two seats away. Okay. Say you're an aisle person because you have your own anxieties. Yes. They saved you. Uh, because yes. that's enough. Wearing a seatbelt to seats away from an open window at that altitude and at that speed is totally enough to save you. Really? It Ah, absolutely is. I love it. I saved myself. Okay. Thank God. You're welcome. It's also about 300 miles per hour. I might be a little wrong. Don't email me because I haven't set up our email yet. 001 episode. Uh, That's right. So uh, in the margin, I actually asked why aisle seats are more money. (laughs) <laughs> are they more money are they more money like are, when you want an aisle seat are they more money i always i mean i think if you when you sign up as soon as you buy the ticket you can pick an aisle seat but i think if you wait too long then you have to pay no, the window seat is more oh the window seat i don't think an aisle seat is more i've i've, I've seen delta sponsor us um uh <laughs> Sponsors, I won't, I won't say anything thing bad. Um, <laughs> where it's like more expensive to have a window seat, even though really? there are more chances you get sucked out of a, of a window. Sponsor us. Um, oh. Okay, so if you're wondering why someone two seats away buckled in is okay, rather than the person whose window right next to them, uh, Jennifer is waist deep in her hellscape. Um, picture it this way. It's like unplugging a bathtub. Okay. So what happens is 
the water right near the plug is going to go down really, really fast. Yeah. And it's just, of course, it's... A little tornado. It's a little tornado, right. So the water 10 inches away is not going to get sucked in as much as something 10 inches away. This All right. True. So here's also an interesting fact, which I question. <laughs> I question it. Um, but... Okay, the average American has 18-inch wide shoulders. Oh, my God. Don't make me get the measuring tape. I know. I had to think about it. But the average Boeing, well, Boeing 747, there's no average. It is what it is. The the Boeing 747's aircraft windows are only 15.3 inches tall. I don't know if the average American has 18-inch wide shoulders. We're a girthy nation. I question that. Um, if anything, you make a better butt plug if your window pops out. <laughs> so, but what is is fact is that a Boeing 747's window aircrafts are only 15.3 inches tall. So yes, your body would serve as a very decent butt plug to this um, aircraft, and it would slow down the escape of oxygen going out of the plane and all of the horrible shit coming into the plane which is uh i guess the loss of your oxygen it's okay i'm mm. drinking underwood wine <laughs> underwood wine how else do you drive a plane you yes. tell me yes <laughs> i'd like to see you do that sober <laughs> i don't know i don't know <laughs> okay here we are okay so Jennifer's body act as a really great, decent butt plug nice. to the Southwest Airline flight leaving LaGuardia to Dallas, which is hopefully not the way she's remembered. Um, <laughs> um, so now I said 300 miles per hour. So here's the weird thing. So it's 300 miles per hour into the cabin, but of course outside the cabin, it's possible that there are winds up to 600 miles per hour bursting, like Hitting you in the face. Okay. So, say, poor Jennifer. Yes. We're poor Jennifer. She's sucked out of the window. Yes. She's petite. I assume, I don't know what she looks like. I did not Google her. Uh, out of respect, as such. That's really nice, because um, I would have, and I, <laughs> and I will later. Okay. Well, that will not be on the... Uh, Maybe we should. No, I'm sorry. Okay. So, <laughs> so outside the plane, it's 600 miles per hour. Gale blasting winds into the face. So what happens is that the cold at 35,000 feet, the temperature is what we, just, we were talking about, 14,000 feet, it's 9 degrees. At 35,000 feet, the temperature is 65 degrees Fahrenheit below zero. Ay, ay, ay. Yes. Oof. So that little cartilage, that cute little nose you have, the cute little ears you have, those cute little lips you know, No. Frostbitten pretty no. much immediately. <gasps> no. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not good. Um but it's not as it, it, what's really bad is that at 35,000 feet the air is so thin that you would not get enough oxygen molecules per breath to survive. Okay. Um, hold on. I want to talk about something real, real quick. Okay. So let's go back one second 
to that 600 mile per hour. Now, what do you think happens to your body at 600 miles per hour? I Other mean, than the, the freezing temperature and such. Uh, nothing good. I'm guessing... <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing, like... Uh, I feel like your eyes... I don't know. I just feel like... Uh, your head gets ripped off. I don't know. Yeah, nothing. You're very, good. very close. Yes, you're very, you're your eyes get extremely, like... very, very close. Um, it's hard to imagine because that's something that just never fucking happens ever mm-hmm. on our planet. Um, but what would happen to you in 600 mile per hour wind, where one part of your half of your body is in a quote unquote stabilized situation, and the other half is facing worse than hurricane winds yeah um what happens is that you that part of your body outside the plane would bang against it almost like a muppet <gasps> no yeah I just just think of like kermit the frog yes. in a 600 600 mile per hour fucking wind he doesn't have bones you have bones oh. but it doesn't fucking matter it's called something called reverberation dynamics oh god and you kind of look like a flag in the wind. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to look like that. You don't. It's maybe some Trump supporters do, but we don't. <laughs> we are not that podcast. No. We're not. Um, okay. Let's go back to 35,000 feet in oxygen. Oh, Jesus. well, that's an issue. It is. So, again, you wouldn't have enough oxygen molecules per breath to survive. Uh, What does that mean? The only thing that gives you an idea that you're running out of breath is because there's too much carbon dioxide in your blood. Mm. That's not good. Yeah, so so it kind of feels like you're running a marathon while you're being beaten against a plane like Kermit the fucking Frog. I hate it when that happens. It's it happens. Uh, well, actually, it doesn't happen. Thank God. <laughs> um, let's talk about time. So, in this fucking hellscape, that is episode zero zero one. In well, that's interesting. Um, if your plane does not descend at thirty five thousand feet, you have less than fifteen seconds of consciousness outside that goddamn window. So all the okay. horrible things I told you, which is frostbittenness and you can't breathe, uh, happens within 15 seconds. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's good because then you don't have to live like that for long. That it's, uh, it's like a good rosé. <laughs> <laughs> Just enjoy it as it happens. Um, so you got about 15 seconds of consciousness, and then you've got four minutes before brain death. Oh. So that's good. Okay. So you have four minutes to be kind of, yeah, like full dead. Um, for example, God bless uh, nurse Peggy Phillips and some random dude named Eric Zilbert. So they tried, but... Uh, I think there was too much engine, too much engine in the way. Uh, okay, so let's talk about, so that's you. Right. 
outside the fucking plane. Okay. Okay. What happens to the fucking people, like the 144 <gasps> people, who have to fucking experience this fucking hellscape? Yes. Uh, you know, just trying to get to to the other hellscape that's known as Dallas. Yes. Oh God. Okay. So, <clears throat> time is a bitch. Yes. Agreed. Um, I'm going to pour more wine. Do you want more of this? Underwood Rosé, Oregon Grown. I would love some Oregon Please Grown sponsor us. Rosé. Please sponsor us. It's so Listen good. Listen to that pour. Uh, that was a beautiful pour. That was a pour. Um, alcohol. Helps. What a vitamin. Salud. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's... Cheers to the people on that horrible Southwest fucking airline. Mm. Good luck. Jesus Christ. Um, okay. So, believe it or not, if your plane does not descend, there's something wrong with the autopilot. God forbid the plane that you're on, there's a puncture and it does not also descend. You've got approximately eight seconds I'm not fucking around. You got eight seconds before there is a oxygen-starved situation where you might be too confused to put on the mask that drops down. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. Okay. This is all happening very quickly. I know this podcast is going on, and we're all laughing, we're having wine, blah, blah, blah. But all of this horror... Happens in less than four minutes. That's so because crazy. Because there is a complete um, vacuum of oxygen. Okay. So you have about eight seconds. Now, I'm going to throw in another story here because fuck yeah. We're in the middle. Fuck yeah. We're in the middle of this. Let's talk about when you... Uh, Kind of survive. Okay, so we went from a complete failure. We're going to go to partial? Actually, absolutely not. This is another failure. Okay, so... <laughs> okay, professional gol- gol- <clears throat> professional golfer? Okay, yes. That That's a sport. That's a word. Yes, I think so. It's that, it's that sport. It's the thing. Yes, where they hit the thing. The, a professional golfer, Payne Stewart's private jet in 1999. Oof. His plane decompressed at 30,000 feet, and the pilots were not able to put on their masks in time. And because the plane was on autopilot when it decompressed, it continued to fly for 1,500 miles, 1,500 miles before it ran out of fuel and crashed in South Dakota. Oh, no. So they actually survived the situation where the plane had to decompress but they were so oxygen-starved that they didn't know that their plane was going 1,500 miles out of the way, and they crashed. But, okay, okay. Yeah. How blissful, like, how blissful and, like, out of oxygen do you have to feel to, like, be in a plane crash and not realize it? Like... I know, that's... I'm kind of into that. I would... Sign me up. That sounds great. Not for the flying airplane part, but the part where you don't realize... Um, that things are crashing around wow. you. Wow. I think that's... I think that's everyone in America in 2020 needs that right now. Yeah. 
you need a little bit of uh, non-depressurized cabin to the brain. Yes. Inject it, please. Yes. We put need, it in pill form. Yeah, put it in pill form. Let's just ride this shit out uh, for a long time. Yeah, and if they don't make it in pill form, uh, we can always just drink more um, Underwood organ-grown rosé wine. There you go. Sponsor us. Sponsor us. Almost as good as, um, what do you call it? The, the thing with the, with the oxygen. Nature's Mark? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, ox, the oxygen thing um, when you're, when you're uh, crashing. When you, oh, the, the mask that, that dropped down? The lack of mask. The uh, inability. I'm cool with a bottle of Maker's Mark dropping down. That, I think, yeah. I'm cool with that. Agreed. I think in that situation, I would want a dark liquor. Yeah. I want a good hard spirit. I want a good Maker's Mark. Yeah. I mean, I've been drinking whiskey since I was a child. Who hasn't? <laughs> so, and I grew up Maker's, so <laughs> I'll totally fine. I'm a Maker's baby. Yeah. So, Not Maker's Mark. Sponsor us. We love you. Into it. Uh, where are we? Um, okay, so your cabin. Unfortunately, Payne Stewart, uh, he and the individuals did not survive. Mm. Um, the goal when there is a puncture, there is some sort of situation, the goal is to get down to below 20,000 feet within four minutes. Okay. That is the goal. That's a big ask. Yes, exactly. So, uh, as I said, you want to drop down 3,000 feet per minute okay. to stabilize at 10,000 feet. And if I do a math, 3,000 times 4 is 12. Okay. I, I, I trust you. That's a, that's a math. That's below 30,000 if you do a subtraction. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds like a math. Yeah. Okay. So that's the best situation. Uh, um, let's, let's end on a high note. <laughs> let's end on a high note. Um, and I'm just going to read, I'm just going to read verbatim for, um, from And Then You're Dead by Cody Cassidy and Paul Daughtry, Ph.D. An incredible book of an entire fucking plane of people who survived when a a not if this wasn't just a passenger's glass popping out it was right. the pilot's oh window no passed. no thanks <laughs> hard pass on that situation yeah Ugh. incredible everyone's okay kind of except for the PTSD I would just like to quickly, before you go on to that, that yeah. sound was the table and it was not a fart. <laughs> I can't let us go on <laughs> without saying that that was not a fart. <laughs> I'm going to re-listen to this and see if there is a fart. There, No, it's not a fart. <laughs> was the table. It was decomposed. <laughs> it's just depressurization of our cabin. Come on. <laughs> no, it was not my cabin. It was the table's cabin. Okay? <laughs> okay, bring the thick. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. Ah, farts. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> quote. Captain 
Tim Lancaster was climbing past 20,000 feet in his British Airways flight in 1990 when the front windscreen popped off. He was immediately sucked out of his seatbelt and out the window. Everything loose in the cockpit flew out and jammed, oh, and the flight door jammed into the controls, sending the plane into a steep dive. Ah. Nigel Ogden, a flight attendant, who happened to be in the cockpit, managed to grab the pilot on his way out and reported the following to the Sydney Morning Herald, a newspaper. Quote, quote, quote. Extra quote. Everything was being sucked out of the aircraft. Even an oxygen bottle that had even been bolted down went flying and nearly knocked my head off. I was holding on for grim death, but I could feel myself being sucked out too. John rushed in. John? It's just a John. There's no. No last name. No. Good old John. You know, John. John rushed in behind me and saw me disappearing. So he grabbed my trouser belt to stop me from slipping further, then wrapped the captain's shoulder strap around me. I thought I was gonna lose him, but he ended up bent in a U-shape around the windows. That's the that thing, the flag thing that we were talking about. Yes. That's the, um, what is it called? The reverberation dynamics. So the pilot was doing the flag Muppet thing. Right. Back to his quote. His face was banging against the window with blood coming out of his nose and his arms were flailing. End quote. 18 minutes after losing the windscreen, the co-pilot managed to land the aircraft with his pilot staring at him from the other side of the window the entire time. Oh my God! So, uh, Captain Tim survived with only frostbite and broken ribs. Boom! Boom! That's right. You can survive this shit. Fuck yes, you can. Amazing. Marissa Riley. Jillian Chacha. There you go. Do you have anything to plug? Like your podcast every Monday? I... I have a sweet, sweet show every Monday. It's called Isn't She Funny? It's an all-female stand-up comedy show. It's on Zoom. You can find us on Instagram at Isn't She Funny Comedy. And uh, you should come see me talk about demons. And um, I love your demons. Thank you. I think about them a lot. And uh, <laughs> I love that if you guys should hear it, so... Please go see Marissa Riley's show every Monday, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And this podcast will hopefully drop every week with something wildly fucking crazy. Hope you really enjoy it. Please come back. Please subscribe. Please sponsor. Please Please. Patreon. Please. And we're... I just want to talk about episode two where... uh, the best violin ever made was with uh, strings made from spider silk milked from a goat. Let's do it. Let's fucking do it. That's a real thing. Uh, stay interesting. Please do. Adios. Bye. Oh. Oh.